Welcome to the No Fluff Network Marketing Leadership Training Podcast for serious-minded, deep-thinking, career-oriented network marketing pros who are sick of the fluff and appreciate the truth. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Now here's your host who has produced over 200 hours of real-world training for the industry, 30-plus years network marketing pro, Dale Calvert. Hey guys, this is Dale Calvert. I'd like to welcome you to episode number two of the MLM Help No Fluff Leadership Development Podcast. This issue, this story, this episode features Scott Miller and I'm titling it The Perfect MLM Leader Example. As many of you know, in July, Network Marketing Support Service, we made the decision to Absolutely revamp everything we were doing, everything we were, everything we were doing, the way we were doing it, and decided to make some major changes in our, our training formats and the people we work with. And we did away finally, which I've been trying to do for a few years, but for different reasons with with one on one coaching and consulting, and we just. Everything's going to a different level at this point. And we were cleaning out our office this week. And I, you know, going through just gobs and gobs of audio and video trainings. I found four that were unmarked. And I really didn't know what they were. And, uh, while we work on another project, I just put one of the CDs in and it was like, man, this is Scott Miller. Oh, I don't even remember. I vaguely even remember doing this. And it was actually a conference call that I had done with Scott Miller. Uh, several years ago when he had hired us uh, to work with his organization and help him develop some systems that could create duplication in his organization. And so that's what you're getting ready to hear. But there's a lot of insights, a lot of insights in this particular audio from Scott. And I know that many of you listening will be able to relate with this. And that is my hope that, that, you know, some of you I know don't relate with me and that's fine, but I know that many, many, many of you can relate with Scott and his perception and paradigms after being in the industry 10 years at the point of the recording, making a couple hundred thousand dollars a year. I think his insights are going to be beyond valuable for you. Uh, I do want to share one thing very quickly. And this is again, I'm, I, I, I have taught this concept for years, but as human beings, all human beings, um, we have three primary focuses. And as human beings, we are value focused as human beings where we really have a, a desire to support, help and serve other people. And a lot of people are very value focused. There's some people that are survival focused, especially when they're get involved in a business home-based business like the network marketing industry, which is so valuable to people because it doesn't cost much to join and they can build uh, a awesome lifestyle and income for their family because of the low barrier to entry. That is the greatest, one of the greatest benefits of the network marketing industry, but it's also one of the biggest challenges because when people spend $300 for a business, they treat it like a $300 business instead of a $3 million business. Uh, you know, they aren't putting enough money on the line to make a decision 
that and a commitment that many times needs to be made, well, really all the time needs to be made. And some people cannot do that unless they have a credit card bill hanging over their head. So some people are very survival focused. They're just worrying about paying their electric bill. So when they sit down and talk with somebody or they're communicating with somebody on the phone about their opportunity, that comes through. Like a dog smells fear. Like a dog smells fear, people can tell when people are in a survival mode. They can tell if they're a value-focused individual. And then the third phase of people or personalities is money-focused. If you want to see example after example of people that are just totally driven by money, uh, just turn on an episode of American Greed. Uh, you see example after example after example of that. They pay very little attention to their fellow human beings, anybody else's feelings, thoughts, uh, situation. It's all about them, uh, their money, their lifestyle, their greed. And you see it over and over and over. So those are the three focuses of people, value-focused, survival-focused, and greed-focused. Now, here's my perception. And again, I'm I'm really expanding on some of this. Because I think there's probably, as it relates to network marketing leaders, uh, there's even more ways we can categorize those people. But if you look at the network marketing industry, and we're going to talk about this, you'll hear this in this upcoming episode. Scott will talk about it as well as myself on this conference call. There's three types of people. There's three percenters, 27 percenters, and 70 percenters, and that's in the population as a whole. Seventy percent of the people are going to die with their music still in them. They're going to live in a state when they get older of what's called wistful regret. And 70% of the population, uh, I heard a quote one time that said, hell starts when the person you are meets the person you could have become. And 70% of people simply just can't pull the trigger. They can't step out of the box. You know, they, 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 and I think a lot of it comes from self-image. I think it comes from program perceptions about themselves and their abilities. I, you know, and we, we don't have time and we're not going to get in that tonight, but that's 70%, 70% of the population. 3% of the population say, get out of my way. I'm going to go get it done. And then 27% of the population are good, honest, most of the time very value-focused people who want to make a difference in the lives of other people and they want to make a difference in the lives of their family, but they don't have the natural drive, determination, skill sets, personality, uh, credibility of a three-percenter. Three percenters almost always own their own business. Twenty-seven percenters are usually always, not always, a lot of twenty-seven percenters own their own business, but a lot of times they're the best employee for the three percenter in traditional business. In network marketing, my estimation, 95% of the quote-unquote leaders in network marketing are three percenters. They have a lot of drive, determination, work ethic, uh, credibility when they enter the industry. And I've always believed that the more credible you are when you enter the industry, the weaker your organization will be because people follow you because you're you, not because you can help them progress to where they want to be. 
They follow you because they know you like you and trust you. And I believe that's a great formula if you're choosing a dry cleaner. It's a terrible formula if you're trying to progress in business. If I wanted to get in the real estate business, I would find the most successful brokers that I could, plural, and then I would schedule an appointment with each one of them, and I would ask them to please give me the names of the five people that you have trained that have had the most success, and that's all I would want to know. And then I would call each one of those five people, and I would say, Please give me the five people. I would want to find out how many of those five people actually became brokers as well. And then I would contact those people and I would want to know how many brokers they trained and then how many brokers they trained. And what I'm looking for is some broker at the top of the chain that has unified duplicatable systems that I could plug into, learn, and become the best that I could become based upon the mindsets that I would be willing to develop, but based upon the duplicatable skill sets that that broker has already proven can be taught, that can be taught, that can be taught. Does that make sense? So that's what I would do if I was looking for, if I wanted to become a real estate broker. Most people would find somebody they know, like, and trust. Again, I think that's a recipe for disaster. In the network marketing industry, most leaders, 95% are 3%. 3% leaders. Now, each one of those 3%, when they entered the industry, maybe they were survival-focused. You know, They were just trying to make some money. Uh, some of those people were very value-focused, and some of those people were, very, were greed-oriented. So if you look at the top of network marketing, you're going to find a lot of three percenters in various companies. Some, in my estimation at this point, they're no longer survival focused if they're smart, even though one of the biggest mistakes people make is they don't understand that you have not made it in network marketing until you're in a situation where you don't need your monthly check or your weekly check in order to live a comfortable lifestyle. I'm going to say that one more time because it's critical. You have not made it in network marketing until you're in a situation where you don't need your check from your company in order to live a comfortable lifestyle. Smart network marketers understand that network marketing is simply a vehicle that allows them to make more than they need to live comfortably, and they invest the rest of that money until they're in a situation where they're making enough money from their investments to live a comfortable lifestyle. That's when you've made it. So most network marketers today are not value folk, are not survival focused. Maybe they were when they entered the industry. But you can look at network marketers and you have two different types of network marketing leaders. You have value focused leaders. They sincerely have a heart for people. And you have ego focused leaders who are more greed oriented. For them, it's about the money. For one group, it's about the money. For one group, it's about the people. Intelligent leaders understand that if you build people, people will build the business. And if you focus on developing leaders first, the money will flow. But if you look throughout the network marketing industry, again, at the top, you either see value-focused leaders uh, or you see ego-focused leaders. And you can break this down multiple ways. You can talk about position, leadership, uh, uh, or title leadership, 
where they have a title, therefore they're a leader. They have an income level, therefore they're a leader, which income has nothing to do with leadership except within the network marketing industry. In the real world, it doesn't. In network marketing, we think anybody that's made a full-time income at some point over their career, we call them a leader. Real leaders develop other leaders. Now, here's my main point before we get into the episode with Scott Miller. Very few leaders can get to a point that Scott got to after 10 years, top title in the company, $200,000 a year income. And I believe that every leader gets to this point. That I'm, and This is really important. Every leader, I think at some point in network marketing, they get to a point where they realize what I'm doing is not duplicatable. I'm making money, but my team's not. The majority of my team is not. The 27 percenters are not. The greed-focused leaders never get, never have that thought because it's never ever about other people. It's always about themselves. But there's some value-focused people that are. And many times these people are the most beloved in their company. But they And they do their very best. They teach everything they know to teach. But people teach at the level they start having success in network marketing. People teach at the level they start having success. And when you enter the industry and you already have the skill sets, mindsets, credibility to create a following, then the the – the whole concept of developing leaders, really developing leaders. I'm not talking about, you know, just talking the talk. That concept is extremely hard for people to come to grips with. And when they do, very few people, very few leaders say, you know what, maybe I can get some help. Maybe there's somebody that has a different perspective that can help me help my people. Very few people ever get to that point in the network marketing industry. And I don't think it's, I don't think it's because they're not value focused or they don't want to help their people. I think it's really because they don't understand the power of systematic training. They don't understand the power of concept by concept, idea by idea, step by step, development of people, playing ball. And they, a lot of these people are really, they're encouragers. It's, they'll say, you know, if I can do anything to help you, if I can do some three ways, you just let me know. And it's like people don't need to be encouraged. They need direction, especially in the beginning. The process to develop people is direct them with proven systems, coach them, support them after they already know what to do. And that's where many people's dominant leadership style is support, and they don't know how to direct because they never needed direction. They don't know how to coach because they never needed coaching. Direct, coach, support, and get that person to a point of delegation. Guys, that is the secret sauce. It really is. 
Scott Miller was one of the few people, and I've had the opportunity to work with several over the years. Scott Miller was the one, one of the people that got to that point after 10 years in the business, and that's when he found me. And we had an awesome relationship for many, many years, and then, you know, the top distributor leaves the company and starts his own deal, and, you know, things happen, and that's just part of life. But I respect Scott so much because he's one of the few people that says, you know what, Dale, I know you can help me. I've seen the track record. I understand that I'm a three percenter and I want to put together the best support structure I possibly can for my people. And I'll always respect people in a leadership position that can come become, come to that awareness. Uh, so my hat's off to you, Scott Miller. Guys, you're going to enjoy this. Have a notebook ready. I believe that you're going to get some insights that you probably never would have received. Uh, that that, and I am so thankful that I found this CD this week in in my warehouse. It's just kind of mind blowing. Uh, but I think the timing's perfect. Enjoy this. This is Scott Miller, the perfect MLM leader. This is the example that I hope you will all aspire to. Enjoy. And we are elated that you are on the call. This is the absolute most important call we have ever done in our organization. This is absolutely the most important call we have ever done. The gentleman I'm about to introduce, I tell you, I could give him a 10-minute introduction and still not do justice to how I feel about this guy and, more importantly, do justice to his credentials. You know, I'd love to come up with an easier way to say this, but I absolutely think that Dale Calvert is a marketing genius. I absolutely know that he knows more about this industry than everybody, anybody I've ever sat down with in my entire life, that he's absolutely taught me in a really short period of time things that I've never heard from anybody else, things that absolutely simply make sense. And I know that hundreds of you are excited about this call tonight because I've been getting phone calls all night on my cell, at the office, emails all night. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the call uh, a gentleman that I'm hoping to call my really, really, really good friend, Dale Calvert. Dale, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing awesome. Excited to be here, Scott. Well, thank you. I, I really appreciate the opportunity that we've had to work together in a short period of time. I, I know that our team is excited about what we're going to do. But the first thing I want to just get out there is we're going to talk about a 100% duplicatable word-for-word, step-by-step system. And, and system has been a buzzword in the network marketing industry for a long time, except when you really get down to it and you ask people to describe your system, I don't know of anybody that can really say, okay, well, here's what it is, word for word, step by step. Uh, we're going to get into the details in a minute. But first of all, uh, Dale, you built a team of 60,000 people, made as much as $3 million a year in this industry. So you've got the credentials. There's no doubt about that. Tell us why we should have a system. Uh, the, simple, the simple answer, Scott, is McDonald's has got one. And if you, if you stop and think about it, McDonald's runs multi-million dollar businesses with 17-year-olds. And I can, I can go into any McDonald's, whether it's here in Lexington, Kentucky, or Chicago, Illinois, or uh, Dallas, Texas, 
and I can I can work within that structure because it's very unified, it's very duplicatable, and it works. And you know the problem in our industry is it's been built by people that have uh, huge personalities, tremendous work ethic, and they've got out gone out there and they've built it on their personality. And the problem is personality is not duplicatable. Only systems are. And if if we can take the franchise concept and apply it to network marketing, the number one thing it does when you and and, and you know I applaud you for for understanding this is when you unify your organization, you separate yourself from the masses. And that seems like a paradox, but the reality is unity creates separation. When you have people that are unified, then then you become separate. You become a you go above everything and everybody else, you know. And and McDonald's for instance, number one hamburger chain. They probably don't have the best tasting hamburger, at least I don't think they do, but they're number one because they created this whole concept of unity. You walk into McDonald's, the French fryer's always on the left. It's never on the right. Um you know, they're always going to ask you, do you want fries with that? So it's very unified, it's very duplicatable, and unified systems can be duplicated and personality can't. That's you, the bottom line. You know, um, when I started uh, uh, listening to your material and reading your material, one of the first things that hit me was your concept of the 70 percenters, the 27 percenters, and the 3 percenters. And um, and I guess I'd be in that category of the 3 percenters. The 3 percenter is the person with, uh, with the outgoing personality, with the drive, the determination. Is, is, that, is that a good def- or, or uh, How would you define it? Yeah, a 3 percenter is uh, flamboyant, uh, never meets a stranger, a lot of drive, a lot of work ethic. People are attracted to that type of person. Uh, and there is such thing as a one percenter, which I would probably qualify you as a one percenter, Scott. All right. Well, what, now I've never heard you say that. What's a? I'm not sure. I want to know. It's, What's a one percenter? It's, you take all those attributes, and you and it's the top one percent. It's the top part of the three percenters. Okay, so it's a compliment. I'll, t- I'll take that. It's a compliment. Okay. Well, so okay, so that's the first segment of the population. But the fact of the matter is. That three percenters, the skills we see, this is what's so amazing about this. Years ago, when I first start, got, got started in Ameriplan, Judith never thought she could do it because she didn't think she had the skills to succeed. And, and all those years, I mean, we've been married 25 years. I love her dearly. She's awesome. But I could never see. I tried to convince her that she could do it. And that wasn't the right. I, I was supposed to have shown her. But, but three percenters, we don't know how to show the masses. Is that fair to say? I uh, that's right. I mean because it, it 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 comes natural to you. Okay, but you're but you're the minority. You don't think you're the minority, but you really are the minority. And you know, there and if you look at the industry as a whole, it's been built with every company out there, it's been built by 3%ers on their drive, work ethic, determination, uh, and personality. But those people cannot be duplicated by what I call the, the 27 cent percenters, which are just good, honest, hardworking people that need direction. And they need a different level of direction than three percenters are aware of or can even really even comprehend. 
Well, our organization, we've got a lot of three percenters. We've got a lot of people who've been successful, a lot of people that fits your description perfectly. Uh, we also have, I would think that most everybody that's on this call tonight would be a 27 percenter because if they're among those people that don't believe they can do it and that quit right away and all of that stuff, the 70 percenters, those people that, that aren't going to do it because they won't get off the couch or turn off the television, those people probably wouldn't be on many conference calls. Would I be right about that? That's, that's exactly right. And, and the thing that, that, that you guys are going to have to really wrap yourself up in emotionally and mentally, and we talked about this briefly this afternoon, is that you know any system is not going to change the 70 percenters. A mayor plan is not going to change the 70 percenters. You're not. I'm not. Nobody is. Because you know, seventy percent of the population, unfortunately, is going—they're going to die with their music still in them. You know, they just are not going to do what's necessary to become successful in a mayor plan or anything else in life. And there's nothing we can do about that. So we can't get get caught up in trying to to save the world, even though we would all love to, but we can't. We've got to focus on those twenty-seven percenters—the good, honest, hard-working people that are teachable and want to, want to do more for themselves and their family. And when you get really good at working with, directing, leading, guiding those people, that's where you make huge income in this industry, when you can get good at working with those 27 percenters. See, I wish we'd have talked uh, 10 years ago or a little over 10 years ago when I got started in Ameriplan because here's one of the things that almost destroyed me, and I know hundreds of people in our organization feel the same way. We feel responsible, or, or at least we have up until this point, because now you've taught us better. But I felt responsible for all the people that have failed. I thought, if I'd have just said the right things, if I'd have done the right things, maybe if I'd have called them more, when in reality, I couldn't do anything for those people. Am I, am I right understanding that? Yeah, and that's, that's so important. And I think all the really good leaders in this industry have felt that's the same way at one point. I mean, if there's anything that would have taken me out of this business, it would have been that in the beginning. My first three years, it was just like heartbreak after heartbreak, watching watching people not put forth any effort to create success. And, and then I realized, and the thing that people have to come to grips with, is the bottom line is the only person's success that you're responsible for is your own. And, and that's, the, that's the bottom line reality. Now, all I want to be able to do now is, is, is if I'm working with somebody one-on-one is, and, and they give up on their dream or whatever happens, life just you know brings them down. I just want to be able to go to bed at night knowing that I did everything I possibly could to lead God, direct them, and help them. And if I know that, and, and we do something you know that we've talked about, it's called definite closure. When somebody just is not going to do the business, or they've done it, and and or they've made an effort, and now they aren't making an effort, and they've got all these things, other things that they have to do in their life. I have def, I recommend that you have definite closure with people. And what I mean by that, you just have a cup of coffee and you say, "Look, I know you got a lot of things going on in your life right now. You know, you don't you don't feel like you've got time to do this business, and I'm fine with that. You know, we're we're going to stay friends." But I'm not going to be calling you anymore, and I'm not going to try to, you know, motivate you or direct you anymore. And when you're ready to do this business and, and, and give it the, the focus that it deserves, you let me know, and I'll be right here to help you. 
And I like to have that definite closure with every person that I ever bring in the program because uh, it preserves the relationship. And you will have some people that down the road something changes in their life and they'll call you and say, you know, you told me when I was ready to give you a call, well, I'm ready. And if we, and by having that definite closure, you're able to uh, keep the, the slate clean and you're able to maintain a good friendship relationship with those people. And that's, that's a very important part of the whole process. And that's just one more thing, Dale, that I've heard from you that I've never heard from anybody else. And so I, I thank you for that. But if we follow your system 100%, which, as you know, in my first conversation with you, I told you, I said, man, I respect what you've done. I respect the, the, the things that you have accomplished in the business, the people you have led to life-changing success. We're not going to change one thing. In other words, that we're going to run everything by Dale for, so everybody in our organization knows this. And if you say that we're supposed to zig, then we're going to zig, and we ain't even going to think about zagging it. I mean, we're going to do exactly what you say. Now, not everybody in our organization is going to do that, but we'll, we'll talk about that in just a minute. We, we would hope that they will. But when, when I'm looking for that definite closure, when I'm, uh, when I'm worried about have I done everything I should have done, if I follow this system, I will be able to sleep at night. If I follow this system, I will be able to know that I've done everything I'm supposed to have done. Is that correct? Absolutely. Absolutely, without question. See, to me, that's, that's extremely important because i got to tell you, here we are making 200 some thousand dollars a year, and I still get questions and, and people that need help, and I just don't feel like in the past I've had anything. I mean, I can make up an answer. Um, uh, you know, I can think fast enough on my feet. Most of us can, but I, I, I just, kn- I didn't feel good inside. So it's one of the reasons why I'm so excited. We're going to have the answers for every member of our team and every person in the future that not only chooses to be in our organization, but then chooses to follow that system. You know, one of the, one of the things I think that's most interesting, and I don't know that anybody else has said this in all of AmeriPlan, but I'm going to say it tonight because I know it to be true. The absolutely most unified group that follows one person and is most systematic in their approach to the business is Janie Jones and her team. And there is no shock whatsoever that she has built an over $300,000 a year residual income in just over three years. She's got the most unified system in all of AmeriPlan. And it shouldn't surprise us, should it, Dale, that because she's got that, that she's had great success, and her check continues to grow, and her team continues to grow. Absolutely. None of the rest of us have that. Unity creates separation. I mean, until now, none of the rest of us have that. She has separated herself from the masses of leadership within the company because of that. I mean, it's just, it's, it's absolutely phenomenal. Let, let's just talk about a few components of the system. Well, before we do that, okay, the, one of the other reasons that we should have a system um, uh, in our discussions that, that really hit me was that by the time AmeriPlan has gotten to where AmeriPlan is, and I, and I read a couple of things from your book uh, last week or the week before that, that really could have been written about AmeriPlan. It could have been the AmeriPlan story. But one of the things you wrote, that by the time a company gets to about $100 million, they got 40 or 50 or 60 key leaders, and they're all kind of doing their own thing. And the problem is, if I go to Chicago and say it ought to be done this way, and then people start moving that direction... If next week or two weeks from now, somebody else from out of town comes in and says, we ought to do it a different way, 
we create what? This massive confusion and nobody ever really gets on track? Is that, is that how you, how would you describe that? That's, that's, that's exactly, and that's what happens. I mean, that's what happens not just, you know, with, with the mayor plan, but it happens with every company throughout the industry. And what really blows my mind is you'll go to a, a, sometimes a national conference and they'll have a, one of the top distributors will come up and lay out a way to do the business, and then right behind it will be somebody else that will lay out a way that's exactly opposite from what they just heard, and people leave confused. They don't know where to start, what to do, how to do it, and it's like, you know, they they end up spinning their wheels for three or four years just trying to figure out, you know, how to do it. And And I went through that when I first started, you know, and I think a lot of people do, and that's a normal process, but when you can say, okay, this is this is the the, the system. This is the way we're going to do the business, and and everybody gets plugged into it. Uh, it creates a strength and a power within an organization that you you don't find in in very very few network marketing organizations from any company, because it's it's pretty typical the way this whole thing evolves, and uh, you know the the challenges are are everywhere with every company and every organization. Until you know why, the how doesn't matter. So we've been we've been on the right track. We started people with what we called a why letter. Now, yesterday, we emailed every person in our organization uh, two forms, a top 20 reasons form and a top three reasons. So, And I didn't explain it. That wasn't very smart of me. I should have said, don't do anything, but just be on the call and listen. So I want you to describe the first thing that they fill out, the first thing that they do when they become a new IBO is they fill out their 20, obviously they fill out their application, but after that, they fill out their top 20 reasons and... And you recommend that they sit down with their spouse or significant other and work on that list. Is that right? That's right. Take a, take a weekend if they need to. But really think about what do we want from this business? Why are we doing it? You know, and get real with it. I've always said that, that uh, especially your, your, your top two or three things probably ought to cause you to get emotional. They ought, they ought to be big. They ought to cause a, a burning desire in your heart. I don't know that I got 20 of those right now. but Oh, you probably don't, but mo- every, everybody needs at least one. You know, you've got to have one that gets you going, that gets you home, that gets you doing the activities necessary to get through the numbers to create the success that's here. And, you know, for me personally, I am thankful today that I had a job that I just absolutely could not stand. <laughs> you know, okay. that's the only reason I'm talking to you tonight on the phone is because that I, I couldn't stand the I had to get out of that environment. And, you know, the, the only vehicle that I saw that could get me out of that environment uh, was the network marketing industry. So I'm very thankful today that I was in that situation. And you got to have something like that, that that's driving you. Maybe it's a, you know, you have a love for big brothers and big sisters, and you just want to support them. Or, I mean, it can be anything. But you have to have, you know, two or three and at least one reason that you're very emotional about and that you're very passionate about that will drive you to do what's necessary to create success. Okay, so the top 20 reasons sheet which everybody got in an email as an attachment. Uh, at the bottom of that email, there, the, at the very bottom of the email, there's an attachment, a PDF file. You can open it. You can print it. 
everybody got those. I, I, Carol earlier tonight was having trouble with it, and I forgot to tell you, Carol, it was on the email at the very bottom. So everybody in your IBO back office, IBO support, you got that email if you didn't get it at some other email address. Now, uh, so they work on the 20. Now, once they've got their 20, they're going to give that to their immediate upline, the person that brought them into the business. Is, it, do I have that correct on that? Yeah, they really need to make two copies, one to their immediate upline and one to whoever they consider their leader to be. Okay. And and normally that's two different people. Okay. You know, if I've been in, Uncle Harry brought me in last week and he came in the week before, he's probably not the one that I'm getting a lot of direction from. So uh, one to the immediate upline, that the, the immediate probably IBO that they're working with, and then one to their upline sponsor. Okay, now Judith and I would love to have 9,000 of them. I mean, we literally would love to have one from everybody. Uh, You could either type it out and send us an email with the 20 reasons, and if you'll put 20 reasons in the subject, that would make it easy because I already get hundreds of emails a day. But Judith and I would like to know it, so when you call, we'd like to be able to give you some encouragement because the old uh, Zig Ziglar thing, uh, Dale, was what? Uh, You can have anything you want in life if you'll help enough other people get what they want. And but we haven't always known what they want, so that's a that's a critical component. That's right. Most network marketers, you know, I have the opportunity to travel and train and teach in different seminars, and I'll ask people write down your top three people, and they'll they have no problem with that. These are my top three distributors. And then I ask them now write down the top three reasons those people are doing the business, and they look at me like a deer staring into a headlight. They don't have a clue. And we're, we love to go around the country and quote, you can have anything in life you want if you help enough other people get what they want. But most people really don't have a clue what their people want. Well, they just want a better life. They just want to make more money. That's not good enough. What do they want to do with the money? Do they want to get out of their job? Do they, need, do they want to pay off their debts? Do they want to buy a new home? What specifically do they want? And, it, and it's, it, you know, they've got to get real with that because that's where the drive, the determination, the passion, all that comes from, the why. Until you know why, the how does not matter. And you've got to get real with that because, you know, you can look at a mayor plan and whatever you want to accomplish, there's probably somebody, you know, in the upline or somebody within the company that's already accomplished that or at least has created the funds to be able to accomplish whatever you want to accomplish. You know, there, there. I love the top twenty, and but I love even more the top three. In that form, it's your same top three reasons, but you you do three different things with it. Number one, you keep one on you at all times. The second one says uh, the first one says billfold purse. The second one, I don't remember in order. Uh, I don't have it in front of me right now. But uh, the second one is talking about the bathroom mirror, and the third one, yeah, the, the second one is listing the uh, the car. Um, so you get stuck in traffic in Dallas, you get stuck in traffic, a lot of places and, and you want people while they're stuck in traffic, or maybe, uh, I've told people, if you, uh, if you come to a meeting where four people were supposed to be your guests before you drive home, you ought to flip the visor down and look at your three reasons. Because the fact that those people showed up, didn't show up tonight for the meeting, even though they promised they were going to be there, Dale, I'm telling people already what does that have to do with you achieving those three reasons? Right, plus we're going to teach them exactly what to do when that happens. Oh, see, I love that, too. And, and here's the thing. I want everybody to know. 
that that we can't do this whole thing in an hour. We're going to do an overview, and we're going to get to some specifics. However, everything we're talking about will be contained in the scottandjudith.com training website. Everything. Forms, scripts, uh, CDs. We'll talk about the CDs in just a minute. But doggone it, everything that we're learning from Dale, and, and there's too much knowledge to pass it all along in one call, but I, I wanted to get an overview tonight so that you can see uh, what that's all about. But Dale, uh, do you think we, um, we, we've got enough time? I want to talk about the three reasons that, that form that you put on your bathroom mirror. Can we spend a few minutes on that? Because I, I think that's incredibly powerful. Yeah, you, 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 once you establish your top 20 and your top three, then you want to ha- you want to put one in your car with you, you carry one with you in your billfold or your purse, and then you put one on your bathroom mirror. And, you know, w- one thing that, that is very helpful with that, too, is if you can add pictures with your reasons. And, uh, you know, if you want a new car, what kind of car do you want? What color do you want? You know, get a, get a picture of that car and and put it up there with your reasons on your bathroom mirror. You know, th- there's nothing significant in my life that I have that I have accomplished that wasn't on my bathroom mirror first. And I, I just can't explain how how important that is because our mind thinks in pictures. And you know, the problem with a lot of people is they want to do better, but they don't really know what doing better means. And you've got to have a mental picture of the why why you're doing the business and you, it's it's got to stay in front of you all the time, and because you know this business can get tough, it can get frustrating, it can get aggravating, and if you don't know why you're doing it, then it's easy just to kind of slack off and and, and just kind of dwindle away if you're not careful. So you've got to you've got to keep your goals, what you want to accomplish, in front of you all the time, and it will it, it'll make a major major difference for you. You know, I remember my sister saying, and uh, years after we had, you know, really made it big in this industry, she said, "I used to walk into Dale's little 600 square foot house and see that old beat up Chevette out front, and I'd walk in his bathroom and I'd see these pictures of cars and Hawaii vacation and all these things that he was dreaming about accomplishing one day, and I just felt so sorry for him. <laughs> you know, but it works." And 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 it, and it will work if you've got if you if you just you know have a little faith and, and just put it in front and keep yourself focused on why you're doing the business. Wow, that's amazing that she would she felt sorry for you. Yeah, she felt sorry for me because she said there's no way he's ever going to get to Hawaii. How in the world does he think he's ever going to have a new car? She would never tell me that, thankfully, but that's what she was thinking. Wow, you know, did she tell you after you became successful? Yeah, we I took her on a cruise. and then she came clean yeah she came clean that's funny that is funny oh poor dale (laughs) well one of the things that we're going to encourage people to do that we're excited about judith and i have decided we're going to take and we want people to take a picture of their bathroom mirror and uh and we want them to email it to us and uh and we're going to put some of those on the website actually we may put every dog on one we get on the website so that other people can see. I think a big part of this deal is not only to to say we're going to do it, but to lead by example, and then to share with everybody 
um, all the, you know, the fact that we are actually following through on this thing, not just talking the talk. Because everybody in network marketing can talk that everybody's going to make a fortune the day they sign up in this industry. So what do you think of that idea? I, I didn't pass that one off on you beforehand. That's, that, that's awesome. That's phenomenal. Okay, cool. Because we, we, we came up with that, and, and Judith and I were talking about it. We said, you know, we're going to put ours on there so everybody can see ours. And uh, we want to encourage everybody that as soon as you get it and, and you're happy with the, you know, I mean, I don't want it to be a month from now or a year from now. Let's try and do it in the next week. Uh, let's try and get some pictures of that. We'll put them on the website. We think that's cool. Um, one of the other things I wanted to, to, to say, that this is a difficult one. I mean, this is, let's face it, um, one of the things that blew me away uh, after we met was the fact that industry retention and the network marketing direct selling association uh, statistics are that um, uh, what eight nine percent something like that of people that are in the business at the beginning of the year will be there at the end of the year. Do I have that statistic about right? Eight nine percent something like that. Yeah, it's actually less than that. Yeah, is it really? Wow. Okay, <laughs> that's really a bummer. Once you establish this system, you retained in your organization. What percentage? 53%. 53%. Now, here's the thing I'm thinking about. Dale, if all of our people adopted this system, first of all, you didn't have everybody adopted, so the percentage would have been higher. But does that not translate to everybody makes more money if we all follow it? I mean, doesn't that trans? Is that not a just? That's not a stretch of the imagination. In other words, if everybody followed the system and everybody retained five, six, seven, eight times what they're retaining now, my goodness, the incomes we would create in our organization. Am I right about that? That's 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 one of the major major secrets in this industry. Everybody talks about how to get people in, but the the real secret is keeping them in and moving them forward. That's the real secret is how do you keep them? What's, how do you retain people once you bring them in? And, and you know, and, and everything that we, we, we're going to teach, it all works together. And the bottom line is, you know, it starts with the 20 reasons in the top three because it's real easy to quit something when you don't know why you're doing it in the first place. Yeah, it sure is. Well, here, here's the thing. I, I, uh, I just have to share my heart on this call. The reason that it, Judith and I are, are pleased as we can be about where we are in life, uh, not to say that we don't want more, but uh, all of our dreams and goals, uh, up until I had the new dream and goal of the big house in Arkansas on the lake, but everything else that we've ever wanted, we've gotten to be able to spend more time with our kids and all of that other stuff. But, Dale, my heart aches for the people. I, I wish we could get everybody to follow it. I know we can't. Um, but my heart aches for the people that uh, that want success but still don't want to follow it. You know, there's all kinds of reasons. I'm not going to get into those. But uh, I, I understand them because I've been that way uh, in the past, some of those reasons why people don't follow it. But what do we do if people just don't want to follow it? What what do I do? What do What does each person do with their new IBOs or existing IBOs that just don't follow it for whatever reason? Well, the the existing people, you know, you just got to to love them and go on and let them do whatever they're going to do. Uh the new people, it's like uh you know, quite frankly, I've told people there's other network marketing companies that will take you, but you aren't going to fit into our world. Wow. And I have no problem doing that. I, I don't want to. I don't want the aggravation, frustration, or the responsibility. And it's like if if 
if I had a McDonald's in Hawaii and I insisted on making pineapple burgers, it's not going to work. And, you know, I, I, I feel the same way. I mean, if some, and I've had people, you know, in the past, and they, you know, that have had, Dale, I've got this great following. I've been in the industry 20 years and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, this is what we do and this is how we do it. And I, and I would just say, that's great. Go do it somewhere else. This is not the company for you. This is not the organization for you. And I have no problem with that. Wow. I don't know that I can be that strong yet, but I guess I can try. You will get there. Yeah, because I, 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 w- I, I know I have this much confidence in what you're doing that uh, Judith and I were talking last night, and uh, we were talking about the, our office that, that, we, uh, that we own. And uh, she said, I said, you know, we sign people in, and we, we have coffee for people. And she said, you know what? We're going to ask Dale. Should we be serving coffee at the meetings? She says, if he says we should serve orange juice at the meetings, we're going we're gonna to serve orange juice. So you, you, you got the, uh, the Millers are in 100%. And I, I know for a fact that a huge percentage of the rest of our team is with us. And we'll just take those that want it and we'll work with them. Um, we're going to have, and, and this is your system and this is your, it's your material. And, and uh, I think you'll get a kick out of the way I introduce it because I talk about you. And, and I say, well, well anyway, I won't, I'll let you hear it sometime, and everybody in our team will hear it soon. We're going to start with four CDs that everybody should get at the moment they become an IBO. So let's say they come to a meeting, and uh, I need to be ready to go. Uh, we're also going to develop a packet of information. There will be a, a list of what should be in the packet. This is Dale's information. So a brand-new IBO should get a packet of information. But one of the things I want to touch on, they're going to get four CDs. Now, we've already been doing a two-CD system, but we gave them one. And then if they did this, we gave them another one. In this case, I just got a feeling, because people are going to have to, you know, because we can't make our own materials in Ameriplan and sell them. So we're going to make them available to everybody for free. Uh, so they're going to get the four CD system. Some people are probably going to say, well, I don't want to do all four of those. Talk, tell me about the importance of a new IBO getting all four of those CDs instead of just one or two. Um, if you don't want to give four, there's probably other companies that will have you. <laughs> oh, I love you, man. You're straightforward. You're straightforward. It's like, you know, you cannot... You, you know, you give three, and then the, the, they decide they're going to give two, and then then their people decide, well, they aren't going to use the daggone CDs, and you've accomplished nothing. Yeah. So we we just we just shouldn't even. That's not a negotiable. Well, to me, the whole system is non-negotiable. Is that fair? If, yeah. If you're going to do it, then do it, and if you're not, then don't. But don't halfway do anything. You know, it's like I want to do my McDonald's, but I'm not putting the golden arches out front. Yeah, McDonald's won't let you do that. They'll tell you there's another place you can, another franchise you can join. That's right. Yeah, yeah, they will. They they say the exact same thing. Well, all right, let's talk a little bit about um, uh, anything on the system, anything else that you want to say, because I also want to talk about marketing a little bit, because uh, uh, there's some fascinating ideas that you have. But anything else on the system itself? Now, again, this is not everything you need to know about it. We just wanted to give you an overview. But I do want to give you some stuff that you can put into place immediately for marketing this business. But before we do that, Dale, anything else that you want to say about the system? Yeah, I mean, and we we we've just scratched the the very tip of it. I mean, we're going to have there'll be a very duplicatable recruiting, uh, duplicatable ways to create uh, uh, 
you know customers consumers of your of the of the of the of the program that will be you know enroll new members uh what to do uh how, you know there's a specific retention system um, so there's a lot that goes into it but i i got to say this before we go on and i've been thinking about this the last couple of days you know i've been in this industry 26 years and 99% of the people that I coach and consult are people that are kind of on the hump. They're making two or three, four thousand a month, and they cannot get to ten thousand dollars a month. That's kind of their magic go, and that's probably 99% of the people that I work with one on one. And I just want you know this organization to realize how fortunate you are to have somebody that's making the kind of money that Scott and Judith are. And that, and most people that are making the kind of money they are, they're not going to worry about their people at, at the level that, that they're concerned. They're going to go around the country, and I call it, they, they like to go around the country and play Elvis. And, you know, you guys are so fortunate to have somebody that's willing to say, you know what, I've done well, I'm thankful for what I have, but... I, I see how we can do it better and how we can help a whole lot more people because that is so rare in this industry today. And uh, it's been fun for me and very, you know, I've had a, a great time, you know, working with, with you and communicating with you because, I mean, it's just so rare. And I told you that the first time we met, you know, that there's very few people making the kind of income that you are that doesn't want to go around the country, be a guru, and act like they've got all the answers. So I just got to say that before we go on. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. And uh, Judith and I have been, uh, well, I say it all the time, to whom much has been given, much is required. And uh, we have been given so very much. And and my heart, you know, and and I probably am too forceful sometimes in the past, and I'm going to change that now, but I've probably been too forceful trying to get people to do the things that I knew worked, because my heart does ache when I know they're frustrated. They don't want to admit. You know, uh, I didn't want to admit I was frustrated. I didn't want to tell anybody. And I know there are people who are part of our team that are frustrated. And uh, and we want for them to have success. We want for them to have the things that they want. And for them to feel an obligation. Because I really do believe we have an obligation to the people that, that look up to us for leadership. We have an obligation, I think, to be leaders and to lead them in the right direction. So... Uh, I thank you for saying that. I know uh, uh, Judith thanks you as well. Um, now you kind of thrown me off here. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, let's talk about marketing. One of the things in the system, oh, man, do I love this. We have a letter. Uh, one of the things we're going to do to secure memberships is simply send out letters to the people in our warm market. And it is so uh, unobtrusive, so... Um, uh, I, I, third party, I guess, is the, the way to say it, that one of the things that you do so incredibly well is we're going to uh, uh, send somebody a letter that's on our warm market. We're going to send them an AmeriPlan Health brochure in the letter, and it basically says, could you pass all, along the brochure to somebody that, that needs the benefits? Uh, how, how long have you been doing that? I mean, wh- where'd you come up with that? I'm just curious where that came from originally. We've been doing that 20 years. Wow. Yeah, you know, and... Uh it's real easy. It's it's not a direct approach. It's hey, you know, if I started a restaurant here in town, 
I would probably uh, let my warm market know that, hey, I've started a restaurant and send them a copy of my menu. And it's the same type of approach. You're just uh, sending a letter and saying, this is what we're doing. We're excited about it. We're going to be able to help a lot of people with their with different uh, health-related benefits. And who do you know that could, could benefit? Would you please pass this brochure along? And it works. It's very... Uh, very non-threatening. Yeah, and see, most of us have been going out beating up our warm market because, you know, oh, you're going to love these benefits. You're going to love this. This is going to save you all this money, and, and people don't like being sold. Is that a, a fair and easy way to assess, to assess that? That's exactly right. You're, and, and, and see, what happens is people read through the brochure, and they think, hey, I might have an interest in that. And they'll tell you, you know, and, and, and it's very, it's, it just works. It's very low-key. And it, and it works because, you know, that you don't have them backing up from the beginning because they feel like you're trying to, to sell them something. Yeah. I mean, you've got a product that can be of great benefit to a lot of people, and people are smart enough to figure that out if you just let them. Yeah. <laughs> and again, we're going to have this whole thing laid out, and it's all Dale's system. I, I'm not changing anything. I'm not... Uh, if I were that brilliant, I'd already be making Jarvis money. Hey, I forgot to tell you this, Dale. Years ago, uh, when Cody was smaller, I don't know if he was 13 or 14 or whatever, uh, our son Cody, I, I said to him, I said, Cody, you going to do a mayor plan someday? He says, yep, Dad, and I want to make Jarvis money. <laughs> I said, Jarvis money? I said, what's wrong with Miller money? He said, well, Dad, Miller money's not that bad, but Jarvis money, that's where it's at. So even your own kid uh, wants to aspire to greater things. But we're going to have this all laid out for everybody, and it's going to be word for word what to say when you call them then, because eventually you call them, what to say if they pass along the brochure, we're going to have the whole thing done. But one of the things that you and I haven't talked about privately that I'm excited about, a lot of people in Ameriplan um, are already using, uh, you, you call them mini billboards, isn't that what you call them? Yes. Uh, but we called them the signs, the 18 by 24 signs, and uh, we've had phenomenal success with those. Uh, lots of people in our organization, um, uh, Lorraine Brown Watkins has used them. I, I shouldn't have started, but I could name all kinds of uh, Willie Teague and Dave Brunson in Chicago and uh, Joyce. Um, uh, oh, Joyce is going to kill me. Uh, um, Joyce, when you die and you go without oxygen to the brain, you don't remember as well. And I, Joyce Taylor in Detroit, lots of other people, uh, Dan Horton. Anyway, lots of people have used those signs, and they're having great results with them. Um, but here's something that, that was talked about at the AmeriPlan convention that people are using right now, uh, sending out postcards. And again, we're going to have the exact verbiage, in case you don't know how to do it yet. All of that's going to be up there in a few days. It's not going to be up there till probably next Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. But um, the postcards, and then you people have been buying leads, Dale, and sending the postcards out. But your idea is to do postcards in subdivisions. Can you can you kind of describe that concept for me, please? Uh, what what you know, you got to look at who is your ideal prospect for for your business. And where do they live? That's the question you want to ask. Who, who's the ideal prospect? Where do they live? And then you the, then you get out a map, or, or you know you can you can you go into find that subdivision where they're where they're living, and get a map so you can get all the streets. You can go to the library, and they have a reverse uh, telephone book where you look up the street, and then it'll give you everybody that lives on that particular street. So you can pretty much create a direct mail list uh, covering and blanketing, you know, one particular subdivision, 
and uh, you know you just target that specific subdivision with your postcard campaign. Okay, now how many of those postcards did you used to send out every single week? A hundred. A hundred postcards every week, every and you week. and you and you did that year round. Uh, I would do that. Yeah, just you know I, what what you do is is it's a handwritten postcard that you write with a black felt tip pen and then you and it's the pre-stamp that you buy at the post office it already has the stamp printed on it so you know I'd go buy 500 or 1000 at a time and take a take a black felt tip pen write my message and then take it to a printer and the printer will actually print it on the front of the postcard where every one of them look like looks like they're handwritten and then when I was building real heavy, you know, I had my 20 reasons sheet on my TV screen. <laughs> so you weren't watching TV. Well, so I, I didn't watch any. And the only time I took it down was when the University of Kentucky was playing basketball. <laughs> but I would sit there with my with my uh, mailing list and hand write out the 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 you know the postcards who they were going to. While I'm watching the UK game, that way I could justify at least I'm, 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 I'm doing something for my business while I'm watching this ball game. So, and I just had a, a, a ton of them, you know, that were already ready to go, and I would put rubber bands around a stack of a hundred and drop them in the mail uh, every Thursday or Friday afternoon, depending on where they were going, because you want people to get them on Monday. Okay, now if you're mailing in your immediate neighborhood, would you mail them Saturday? Mail Saturday if you know they can get there. Yeah. Okay. You want them to get them get them on Monday. Monday's the best day because they've been at work and they're not they're not happy. Right. And they're looking for you know they're 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 looking to get to hump day and then you know thank God it's Friday day. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Now again, we're not going to give you all the verbiage, but but uh, we'll give you that on the website. Okay. So now uh, uh, we get those calls and people call and they're calling a recorded message line. And your recorded message, which we've already adopted, Judith and I have already adopted. By the way, it's already working for us. We're getting more people that leave their name and number than ever before. Yes. And you're just right, okay? I just knew it. I had this long message on there, and people were hanging up. The message now says, uh, you you tell me what the message should say, Dale. It says, uh, thank you for responding to our our national advertising campaign. At the sound of the tone, give us your name, address, phone number email and code if there was one in the ad and one of our representatives will get back with you just as soon as possible that's it you're not trying to sort or pitch or anything with that message i just want the data you just want the data okay so now we get uh let's say we get bob and uh bob is the guy we're going to call back uh can and it came from a postcard what would you say to bob when you get a hold of him Hey, Bob, this is Dale Calvert. Uh, you responded to our national advertising campaign. I believe we got you a postcard. I'm just curious, why did you why did you call? Why did you respond? And I'm looking for somebody that's serious. You know, you're going to have two types of people. You're going to have curious or you're going to have serious. And, I, and I'm looking for somebody that is, that's serious. And they say, well, you know, we... My company's laid off 40 people last week, and I'm getting closer on the list. I'm trying. I'm starting to get concerned, and I'm looking for, you know, some other income uh, opportunities. That's the kind of guy that I'm looking for. And um, 
normally at that point I'm going to say, uh, Bob, let me conf- let me confirm your address if I have it. I'm going to get a DVD in the mail to him. After he watches the DVD, I'm going to invite him to a, a local opportunity meeting. Okay, but, but you're not trying to pitch him the deal. You're letting the two-a-day DVD, the dual disc now, the audio CD on one side and the DVD on the other, you're letting that do the sorting for me. Absolutely, 100%. It's duplicatable. And again, if I, if I start to pitch him on the program, I'm using my personality. And if I'm talking, I'm messing it up. That's right. Let the, let the tools do it. That DVD that you guys have, the dual disc, is as good a tool as anything that I've seen in the industry. Wow. Okay. So, by the way, Judith and I went to the post office yesterday. It's 63 cents to mail a dual disc. So you got 63 cents in postage. And um, uh, so, okay, now I, I send it to Bob. And then, uh, by the way, if I don't get a hold of Bob but I get his voicemail, do I leave a message? Um, I leave a message the first time. Hey, hey, Bob, this is Dale Calvert. You left us a message regarding our national advertising campaign. Give me a call. That's all I'll say. I'll leave him a message. If I don't hear from him within 24 hours, it's, hey, Bob, this is Dale Calvert again. I don't want to bug you. If you are interested in, in taking a look at what we have to offer, I need to hear from you within 24 hours, or I'm going to go ahead and scratch you off my list. Wow. You are, you are, your posture is strong. And, and we could literally, because this is simple and easy, everybody can have this posture. Yeah, we don't want to have to chase people. I want to create more leads than I can possibly keep up with. And the last thing I want to do is try to chase or convince somebody. All right, so I sent it to Bob. Let's say I know Bob got it. Today is Wednesday. I know he got it today. When do I call him back? Two days. Two days. So I call him back Friday. Yes, two days from the day he, re- he should have received it. Okay, what do I say to Bob when I call him back? Bob, this is Dale Calvert. I just want to check back with you, make sure you got the DVD, and see if you've had the opportunity to watch it. He says, yeah, I've watched. I'm going to say, Bob, are you open for more information? If he says, well, yeah, it kind of looked interesting. I'd like to find out more. Then I'm going to, I'd like to find out more. Then I'm going to say, what are you doing Tuesday night? And he says, well, I don't think we have anything planned Tuesday. I said, great. Uh, you know, you know where the McDonald's is on Preston Highway, if I'm in Dallas, let's say. And I'm, I'm looking for a restaurant that's within you know, a block or so of, of the, the uh, meeting location. What I'd like to do is meet you there for about 6.30. We'll have a cup of coffee, and then at 7 o'clock we'll go over to our office, and they'll go through a basic overview of our company and our product and what, what we're all about and answer your questions. Uh, you know, I'd like to meet you there at 6.30. So I'm going to meet him at a restaurant prior to going to the opportunity briefing where I get to know him a little bit, have a cup of coffee, and I'm not going to pitch him at the restaurant. I'm not going to answer any questions. Anytime that a question comes up, it's hold the questions. That'll all be answered here at the overview. Hold the questions. That'll be answered at the overview. That's that's the answer. I just want to get to know a little bit about him, his family, and just try to get a create a little bit of a bond with him. So he doesn't feel so awkward walking into the meeting environment where he doesn't know anybody. He doesn't. He, you know, it's kind of like kindergarten, first day. Man, that's frightening. You don't know what to expect. You don't know where to go. You feel awkward or stupid. I was the new kid in school all the time as we moved around, and it gets worse as you get older. That's exactly right. So we, 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 that fear is there, so we remove it. 
it's no, it, it will no longer be an obstacle. Okay, now this blows me away. If I'm going to meet with them about 30 minutes before the meeting, right? Right. Okay, if I've got three or four people, should I invite all of them to come get a cup of coffee? Sure. Okay, all of them to get a cup of coffee, and we're just going to sit around and, and shoot the breeze. Right. Okay, then, uh, but, but let's say now it's 10 minutes before the meeting starts, and i got to get there. And uh, Bob's not there. Promise me he'd be there at the McDonald's or wherever we're meeting. He's not at the McDonald's. And, um, and, and I've got to go to the meeting. What do I do now? This one blows me away. Yeah, I say, hey, Bob, this is Dale Calvert. I call him right away? Right on my cell phone. I'm calling him while I'm driving to the, to the meeting. I say, hey, Bob, this is Dale Calvert. We were supposed to meet at McDonald's. I'm just calling to make sure you didn't have any car trouble, make sure everything's okay. And, and, uh, you know, if, if if I'm talking to him, if I'm leaving a message, I would leave the exact same message. And he says, yeah, I just, you know, I, I, for, I forgot all about it or, you know, this happened, the dog got out, whatever it is. And I say, listen, Bob, that's fine, no problem. Are you still interested in evaluating our program or can I go ahead and scratch you off my list? Man, I, I love that. I love that. We're, we in this industry have such a bad rap for chasing people. Because we deserve a bad rap for chasing people, and there's no need. And, and and see, immediately when you that phrase has made me more money than any phrase that I can teach people. And you know, it's funny now. I, I've had, I, I mean, I've been doing uh, using it for 15 years, and I've had people like that. I'm on a list or whatever they call, and they want to tell me about this that and i said well, listen i wish you much success but i'm just not a prospect and i had a guy the other day he said okay well i'll just go ahead and scratch you off my list <laughs> <laughs> but see if they're at all curious and you say can i scratch you off my list nobody wants to be scratched if they say well yeah go ahead and scratch me they were never showing up in the first place and all you did was save yourself a lot of aggravation frustration okay let's say i didn't get a hold of bob i left him the message uh, do I wait for Bob to call me back? Yeah. Now, if I leave him a message, I'm going to say, hey, I just want to make sure everything's okay, make sure you didn't have any car trouble. Give me a call tonight before you go to bed. If he calls, great. If he doesn't call, then I'm going to call him the next day and say, Bob, I didn't hear from you. I hope everything is okay. If you're still interested in, in, in taking a look at this program, I need to hear from you within the next 24 hours. If not, I, I can go ahead and scratch you off my list. Wow. See, this is what I'm talking about, everybody. We're going to have word-for-word scripts for every occasion. Now, let me just say this real quick, and I don't want to take away too much time for, from talking to Dale, but AmeriPlan is going to make a big announcement next Monday. Okay, all of us know that there's a member promotion going on right now. AmeriPlan has never had a member promotion going on, and during that promotion, which still runs for another 45 days, has never then introduced another membership promotion. So there's no doubt in my mind that this is an IBO promotion. I, I could be wrong, but I doubt it. I doubt sincerely. Here's the thing. Judith and I are working night and day to get this system as much in place as humanly possible by Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of next week. The scripts, to the best of our ability, will be available. All four CDs, if that's possible, by next Wednesday at the latest, will all be available. If some of them are available before that, we will have them available so you can start duplicating those. We're going to give you the list of what goes in the packet, because here's what's happened in most AmeriPlan promotions. AmeriPlan Corporate has told me that within 60 to 90 days, most of the people that came in under a broker IBO promotion are gone. Now, understand this. 
I do believe it was either Wendy Hyman's or Janie Jones came in during one of those promotions. Can you imagine if you could recruit the next Wendy Hyman's or Janie Jones during this promotion, but you don't have anything for them to teach them? They come in and go right back out within 20, 30, 45, 50 days. But if we have the system in place and you adopt it, you can instantly teach everybody. I, I'm Dale, that's why Judith and I are working overtime. We're doing all of this stuff to try and get this all done. It's not all going to be the way it's going to be eventually, but we're going to get everything done to the best of our ability so that you can take advantage of it, if indeed I'm right. Now, if I'm wrong, we'll just be ahead of the game when there is another IBO promotion. Because usually November or December, we have an IBO promotion. I've been with the company a number of years. It's almost predictable. So anyway, I, I could be wrong about that, but I... Well, I guess we'll find out on Monday on the corporate conference call at 3 o'clock Central Time, 4 o'clock Eastern. Dale, we don't have a whole lot of time left, and I I just want to say thank you, thank you, and thank you again. Uh, You and Stephanie are all, I I mean, uh, I don't know. We just, Judith and I left the room uh, that first night. We spent several hours and said, man, is it like we've known them all our lives or what? But uh, I told you that night, and I've told a few people this, that I want to be your best friend. I said, okay, maybe not your best friend, but can I be in the top 10 or 20? Okay, don't answer that. That's putting pressure on you. I'm just kidding. Uh, well, I wasn't really. But anyway, the, the last thing I want to leave people with as, as we close this thing is that with this system, anybody really can do this business. Is that fair? Any 27%er can do it. If you're, if you're, if you're teachable and you're, you're willing to work, there's absolutely no reason why you can't get in, plug in, learn this. And, and the beautiful part about it is once you've learned it and you've got it, you know, repetition's the key to learning, so everything's going to be on CD. Once you've got it, then you can teach it. And once you can teach it, then your organization will duplicate. And that's the, that's, that's the magic. You know, the amazing thing when you break it down, and I, I, I learned this from you, we only do three things in this business. We prospect, we recruit, and we train. And if if the system does that third element for us, in other words, if we just can plug in and follow the system and then teach our team to plug in and follow the system, do the exact same thing we're doing, then that really means that we are freed up from the thing that is most burdensome, takes most time for most people. Is that is that fair to say? That's it, because you you want to get in a situation where your organization doesn't, doesn't need you anymore. I mean, you know... I, I, when we built our, our organization of 60,000 people, I sponsored five frontline people. That was it. And, you know, two of those guys became millionaires, and 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 the other three, you know, were quarter-million-dollar-a-year people, and they could, they could teach somebody to run a McDonald's as well as I could because it was very unified. It was very duplicatable. You know, they, they, they took it step-by-step-by-step-by-step, by step by step by step, they mastered this, and they mastered the next thing. They mastered the next thing, and it became very. It was easy for me to 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 have a lifestyle because I had very very competent people that that knew how to run their own ship, and that's what you want to create in this industry. You know, you don't want to have to be the the person that has to answer every single question all the time. You want to be able to create systems that can be duplicated because that's that's the key to the business is it's not an innovation it's in it's in duplication and and the only thing that's duplicatable are systems personality is not 
Yeah. We are going to put together, we, we will not probably have this done next week, but we will put together for those markets where our organization basically runs things, um, we will put together a training program on Saturdays, and we're going to use Dale's system, and uh, and then a super Saturday kind of environment with an, uh, not an advanced training, what do you call the, the, th- the three-hour version once a month? It's quick start. Quick start. It's designed for people that have entered in the previous 30 days, even though usually everybody comes, but it's and it's basically they get to see live what they've heard on the DVDs. Okay, it, it uses another you know vis- some people are very visual, so they like to see it, and it just confirms everything that they've heard, and again creates that confidence within a new person. How long should our opportunity meetings be in a, in an Ameriplan office or in our office? How long should they be? Ideally, about forty-five minutes. About forty-five minutes. If we're longer than an hour, we're too long? Absolutely, without question. Wow. Got some work to do there. <laughs> Teach people how to give the proper testimony. Yeah, that, that's something we always, we always work on. Dale, uh, our, our hour is up. Is there anything else that you can think of that you'd like to add? No, I just appreciate you know the, the kind words I, that I received. I got a lot of emails from you guys that were in Chicago, and we had the opportunity to speak there, and I appreciate it. And, I mean, I'm as excited about working with, with you and AmeriPlan as I have, as I ever have been, you know, since I started training and consulting about six years ago. So I'm very excited to have the opportunity to work with you guys, and I think it's going to be awesome. Well, you know, I want to tell everybody there's uh, not quite a week left. There's never anything like the first and everybody that's that's even remotely close to senior regional sales director, you need to go at it 100%. I know, Dale, we've already got one. I know we're going to have some other people who are going to qualify for senior uh, before the uh, the deadline for this first training school that you're going to do. We're extremely excited about it. I mean, you've just heard the tip of the iceberg tonight. There's there's no way we can duplicate meeting Dale and being with him and spending six hours uh, learning from him. So that's one of the things we want to encourage everybody. Our team is fired up about the opportunity to, uh, uh, you know, to, 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 I mean, I can't believe that corporate is flying people in and, and doing everything they're doing so that people can absolutely come for free and meet with you and learn from you. It's just going to be incredible. Luis Soto Rios qualified already, and I, I think um, we might have some other people that have already done it as well. Um, it, it's just an exciting time. Dale, I want to thank you. I want to thank you so very much, not just for tonight, but for everything you've done for us so far and everything we're going to do together, my friend. Well, it's been a pleasure, and I look forward to seeing you this weekend. All right. It's, it's going to be fun. Uh, everybody, I just I want to be in the office for a little while because I can't sleep. I do have some work to do uh, tonight, but I'm going to be in the office for at least a couple of hours. Uh, if you want to, uh, uh, give us a call. Uh, you should already know the office number. It's on every email we ever send to you, but it's 972-780-1174. I'm at extension 21. Judith and I are thrilled to bring uh, uh, Dale Calvert to the table and, and for his expertise and knowledge, and we sincerely hope that you have... Uh, uh, you know, some excitement about doing this doggone thing because it's going to be fun. And uh, we're unmuted. You can all say thanks, Dale, if you want. Thanks, <laughs> Good night. God bless everybody. We'll see you. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this session with Scott Miller. I think 
his value-focused attitude just shines through in this recording. And just to end today, I want to share one other thing with you. If you've never watched the Critical Message to Network Marketing Leaders Worldwide webinar, it's on MLMHelp.com. You can do a search for Critical Message and it'll pop up. And guys, I just really want to encourage you to listen to that. Uh, again, I commend Scott and all leaders that have his value-focused mentality and really want to help their people. And Scott worked in the radio and TV business and a large market and sports anchor for many years. So uh, only child. So there's a lot of things that, that he had from a uh, emotional ego uh, path that really worked against him, but you would never know it. You know, he, I could understand if he, his ego would, had not allowed him to, um, you know, let us work with him and his team and help them move forward in their business, but he, he didn't. And I would just so always be appreciative of that and, uh, respect that about Scott. Now, to end this, I do want to make a personal uh, request. <clears throat> and, you know, this is something I know I'm going to already get. The, oh, that's not the time and place to be saying that kind of stuff. Okay, listen. Turn it off. You don't have to listen. Okay, you don't have to listen. Scott is one of the kindest-hearted human beings that I've met in my life. Uh he has gone through some personal challenges uh, from uh, a divorce, which is common. I mean, it's not like I'm sharing his personal information. He's talked about it. Those of you might follow him on Facebook or know of him. He went through a divorce, which is not easy for anybody. Um was married, I think, over 20, 25 years, went through a divorce, uh, found the love of his life, and was the happiest, most joyful, <laughs> jovial person in the world. And right after he was married, his wife uh, died totally unexpectedly. So I just say that to, to ask you, you know, keep Scott Miller in your prayers. That's my request. Thanks for being with us, guys. We appreciate you, and we'll talk to you next week on the No Fluff MLM Help Leadership Development Training Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to the No Fluff MLM Leadership Training Podcast. To download the show notes for this episode, you can find them under the podcast section at www.mlmhelp.com. Thanks for listening, and remember, the teaching is in the words, but the learning is in the silence.